How the Gospel Divides. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. Uh, thanks for tuning in today in the United States. Today is Thanksgiving, and uh, many of us who live here are uh, already preparing for our celebrations with family and friends. And it's a day of rest where we collectively put aside our work and decide to prioritize family and uh, connecting, um, sitting down at the table together. Uh, to make time to listen and enjoy each other, and it's such a good thing. Um, it's a day where we look back and reflect on uh, the things that we're thankful for, uh, a day where we express gratitude to the people in our lives who matter to us. Um, the reality every is every day should be much more like Thanksgiving than it is. Um, the witness of Scripture is that we should uh, find ways of being thankful continually, that we should set within our hearts an attitude of thankfulness and gratitude. And so hopefully today that will be triggered uh, across our nation uh, in people's hearts. And maybe that spirit of thankfulness, that spirit of gratitude will carry with us beyond just Thanksgiving Day. Um, there's something that thankfulness does to our hearts. It sets the tone. Uh, when, you, when you live with gratitude, it makes you more aware of the people and things in your life. Uh, makes you ponder uh, how your life would be different without those people and things. And it sets the tone within us to say, uh, Lord, uh, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have any of these uh, precious people in my life. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't have the things that you've given me to help make my life easier. Um, and so it sets the tone within us to look to God with gratitude in our hearts. We ought to do that every day <laughs> as His Spirit is at work in us as we ponder the great and amazing gift of salvation that He offers in Christ. Today we're looking clearly at a teaching of Jesus from Luke chapter 12. We're going to be in verses 49 through 53. And this is an interesting passage, but Jesus brings up a great point, and that is that for someone who commits themselves to the gospel, for someone who commits themselves to living as a sincere uh, disciple of Jesus, an apprentice of Jesus, who will follow Jesus uh, every command, who will make Jesus their primary commitment uh, in this life, um, that commitment will often lead to division. Uh, sometimes it leads to division in our existing friendship groups. Sometimes it leads to division within our families. Uh, wherever a person like that uh, engages other people, uh, the, the dividing line will be on uh, the, the commitment to or lack of commitment to the gospel that people have. Um, and so we don't think of the gospel dividing, but there is a line uh, a dividing line that the gospel creates in relationships. A committed heart, a committed person uh, will unfortunately uh, often experience this division in their relationships. And so uh, we want to consider the words of Jesus carefully and rightly today as we read about uh, the way in which the gospel sometimes divides. Um, and so we'll weigh these words so that we uh, uh, gain good and right understanding of them. Let's pray as we begin today. Heavenly Father, we love you. We give you thanks in our hearts. Lord God, you are a God of lavish generosity. 
There is no way we can outgive you. <laughs> you are the giver of everything we have, every breath, every moment, every second on the clock, Lord, is gifted to us by your amazing sovereign hand, and we give you thanks. We give you thanks today, Lord. I pray, Jesus, that within my own heart and within the heart of uh, every person who's listening today, you would set forth an attitude of thankfulness, that we would live with gratitude in our hearts, that we would be uh, gracious and generous following your example. And Lord, um, I just pray that you would set that attitude within us, that we would every day, every moment, um, uh, continually offer you thanks for who you are and for the many, many ways, Lord God, your sovereign hand shows up in our lives. And uh, Lord, we're just thankful today. Father, we're also thankful for your word, and we pray that as we study it today, you would give us clear insight and understanding into it, uh, as these words of Jesus are so very important. Lord, help us not take lightly your word, but to study it with sincerity uh, and open hearts, that we might surrender ourselves to the lessons of it as we continue on our walk with you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Jesus says in Luke 12, verses 49 through 53, I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and what constraint I am under until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Now this is an interesting teaching, and I love verse 49, the way he begins. He says, I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. Jesus is saying that he saw, wrapped within his earthly mission, wrapped within the message that he came to bring, that he would spark a fire in the hearts of men and women everywhere as they heard the teaching about the kingdom of God, as they heard about God's spirit, as they saw the things that he was doing, that he came to fire this earth up and to awaken faith within people's souls. And he's saying, oh, I wish that fire was kindled within them, that they might see God rightly, that they might understand the kingdom. They might understand their need for grace. He came to bring a fire. I love that. I think every Christian (laughs) uh, should, should find that place of fire within their witness, that thing that kindles them, that keeps them going, that fires them up for sharing Jesus with others. And he talks about uh, the baptism that he is preparing to undergo. Now, that, that, that's the baptism of his crucifixion and, and death. And uh, he's, he's giving us clues into the uh, spiritual state of his heart. He is preparing. He's preparing to face that brutal death. He's preparing to face all of the wrath of God's anger against humanity's sin for all time and times yet to come on that cross. Talk about a baptism to undergo. And he says, And what constraint I am under until it's completed. This is the human Jesus reflecting on the weight of this thing that he must carry, on this thing that he must do, and faithfulness to God, and faithfulness to the mission. Uh, And you can feel the emotional weight of this as he's wrestling with it. He says, Do you think that I came to bring peace on earth? 
No, I tell you, but division. Now that might sound like a confusing statement coming from the mouth of the Prince of Peace. (laughs) Uh, But the Prince of Peace is talking about the division that he knew the gospel would bring. The gospel brings a natural division. Uh, people who are committed to their own trajectory in life, people committed to who are committed to their own way, who are rebelliously committed to some uh, angle in life that they're unwilling to bend and give up and surrender to a new way, thinking that their way is wrong somehow. Um, people are fiercely committed to their way of living sometimes. And for the gospel to break in requires that the Holy Spirit is working to influence them toward salvation, toward seeing Jesus for who he is, uh, softening them, breaking through the hard clay of of their hearts and giving them a heart of flesh. There's a lot of work that has to happen before a heart will turn to Jesus. And Jesus says, some will respond to the message of the gospel and they'll be changed and they'll be transformed and they'll get it. But in some situations, it will divide. Families refuse to see Jesus, refuse to turn their hearts to him, refuse to think that they need to take help from anyone. Uh, they're doing just fine on their own, thank you very much. Their rugged individuals, individualistic approach to life is really just uh, that rugged independence, that, that uh, self-reliance is really just rebellion wrapped in the package of Uh, whatever, success or achievement or doing things on their own. It's still just good old-fashioned rebellion wrapped up in some other package that we sanitize by giving it a name, self-reliance, independence, whatever we want to call it. But really, it's just uh, the inner battle of the soul against God. (laughs) That's really what it is. And so Jesus says when the gospel comes into a person's life, when a person becomes a member of the kingdom, it, it may separate them from family members and friends uh, because this person's commitment to Jesus is no longer congruent with some family's commitment to doing life a certain way. If you're from a family of skeptics who really impress upon science and reason and you bring the gospel into the mix, it's going to create division. People are going to fight you on your thinking. Uh, people are going to fight you on your commitment to Jesus. How could you believe that silly mythology? How could you believe that silly story? That's for weak-minded people. We believe in science. We believe in reason. Or for people who are um, uh, committed to money, committed to uh, financial pursuits, committed to wealth and the accumulation of wealth. Uh, A child in that family who says, I found Jesus and I decided that I would sell everything I have and serve him on the mission field in Albania or some other country like that. Uh, That family would be scratching their heads. They wouldn't be able to understand that person's commitment. It would naturally divide son against father, mother against daughter. And we can see how Jesus' words play out there. Now, (laughs) it's, it's an interesting teaching. The gospel will bring natural lines of division into families and relationships at times. But Jesus calls each of his followers to be a peacemaker, to be a person of peace, that we would go into the world announcing uh, the gospel, announcing the kingdom, and that we would work for peace and that we would work for the mutual good of others and that we would commit ourselves to the best interest of others so that we're working as missionaries of peace in the world, uh, realizing that sometimes when the gospel arrives in a person's heart, it will lead to division in their closest relationships. 
and being mindful of the cost of following Jesus, being mindful of the cost of being one of his disciples and how precious that cost is and people must weigh it before they decide. And so that gives us uh, a sensitivity to what people are choosing to give up in an earthly sense and embracing Jesus in an eternal sense. (laughs) We know in embracing Jesus, we get everything we could possibly want or desire, but there is a cost and people must weigh it. And Jesus himself says that at other places in the gospel. All right, my friends, thanks so much for studying together today. And uh, I just pray that these words would continue to resonate within you, that God would continue to bring deep insight and understanding to them as you ponder them. And uh, may the Lord bless you today as you celebrate Thanksgiving with your families. And may we walk daily uh, with an attitude of thankfulness in our hearts. God bless.